congratulations. You found it. The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Starring the original book divas, Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and special guest, Alyssa Mann, the queen of romance. Also featuring book nerd, Jessica Butcher. These people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination, one book at a time. They are three book girls. Alyssa looks like one of those villains from Batman. I can Excellent. See, I can only see half of her face. I'm two-faced. <laughs> <laughs> I think Alyssa was only seeing half of people last night. That is correct. By the time we got done Man, with our Christmas I'm telling party. You, last year I was Vonnie's date to her Christmas party, Jessica, and she did not get that drunk because i had just started i started in november (laughs) and the christmas party was beginning of december oh my this year i was like fuck it i know these people now i am getting (laughs) my drink on tired last night so ron and i were sitting on the couch watching tv and i'm like oh he started watching some movie about has anybody ever read winter's bone uh-uh. Nobody have seen the movie. Yeah, well, it's this Appalachian. I, I did not like the book at it's all. It's a bummer. I did not like it. And you know how I feel about bummer. <sighs> so Ron starts watching. I'm like, dude, I, I read this book. I don't like this. So he's like, well, it's on this list of really good movies. I'm like, ah, fuck it. I'm, so I went in the bedroom to read. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm getting really sleepy. And all of a sudden, bing! <laughs> Here comes a text from Vonnie. So she's drunk texting me last night. She's drunk texting me pictures. Oh, my. So first he's like, there are a lot of drinks here. And then the next one is a picture of her in, in her pretty dress and whatnot. And then the next one, a couple minutes later, is of Vani in front of a pyramid of empty drink glasses, oh, glasses. No. in her defense they weren't all hers some it of was them a were com- it was a combination of ours that but we made a, a lot of freaking we made a double pyramid yes. one of them was a water cup at least one of them was my water cup yeah and the beer that was still Tyler's. does not make it any better i mean that's a lot of freaking drink it takes me three drinks to get completely blotted and just drunk. remember that was like Two trips from the bar. Yeah, there were two more trips to the bar. Yeah, at least two more trips, maybe three. I can't remember. She's a bad influence. I'm young and impressionable. (laughs) I went back and got another margarita, like right before they closed. Well, one of the wines, because you could tell they were trying to get rid of people. It was like half of like a huge plastic cup, and I was like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) we're not messing around anymore. Getting white trash wasted over here with our solo cups. Like little cups, and then they went into the like the solo cups. Yeah, you went from like (laughs) this is like holiday office party Mm -hmm. Christmas to like white trash wasted. (laughs) We were in the middle of nowhere. It was because it was in El Reno. We drove up and we were like, is this party in a field? (laughs) In El Reno? That's a long drive. They had money over at the car dealership, (laughs) and so they just had the empty lot. We got on You just 40. show up and drink in your car because it's a car dealer. That's I mean, a high that's what we did when I was a teenager. Yeah, see? You know that country song, Country Boys and Girls Getting Down on the Farm? That's what we were doing last night. <laughs> that's what we still do. I think I in Jones, that's like a, a thing. I and I don't want to. And Bonnie sends me a text and said, You'd hate it because they're playing country. They were playing some country music. Ugh. Not all country, though. They were playing other stuff, too. Mm hmm. People sang some really good songs. There are some really talented people. Alyssa in this sung. Company. I took a video of oh, it. This is I like did sing. you had karaoke or karaoke. Karaoke. Or the fuck yeah. You call mm-hmm. it. I call it karaoke. 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 <laughs> because it sounds like croaking. 
Oh my. No, there were people Except there that Alyssa. like I like thought Excuse the you, radio. My voice is beautiful. <laughs> it is beautiful, Alyssa. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> what he looks like. <laughs> so kinda, that's he accurate. Cut his curly yeah. hair. That's while. why he, he hasn't has cut got it. an afro hair. He has got a Seth Rogen afro hair going he really on. Does. Oh god. Yeah. And his hair is about the same color as Seth Rogen's, so So what I'm getting is a harsh but accurate nickname. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Harsh but accurate. Um, he yes, likes they it. love him. They he... think he is the bomb. <laughs> so nice to see our boys growing up. I, I mean, he did try and go talk to convince some strangers to dance with him. It was weird. Oh, that was Chris, the finance guy. What was he doing? I don't know. I'm sure Chris will tell me on Monday. <laughs> I mean, that was, he, he was did already. Have his girlfriend with Tyler him. was just gone and then talking <laughs> to he other was, people. That Maybe was he like was just getting eight some... beers in, so <laughs> it's hard to say. I feel like Tyler and Justin are like in that. Tyler, Justin does that probably, when he's drunk too. Yeah. They would probably get along really well. I'm surprised probably. that if Justin is that kind of a drinker that he doesn't get more dates. I don't know. Mm. Justin's a funny drunk, though, I gotta say. Except he and Justin, he and Garrett aren't allowed to take shots together anymore. There's a story behind that one, isn't there? Yep. Mm. <laughs> Last year, our little, like, friend Christmas party, I had gone upstairs to do something, and I came back down, and they had finished off, like, the remnants of all the liquor bottles. Oh, my God. Doing no. shots. <laughs> and they were, like, bro-hugging and crying in the kitchen. I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like... <laughs> I love you, man. What did I fucking miss? You're the best. You're the best friend I ever had. I tell you what, man. If it was the end of the world, without you, man, you're the best. Close your eyes, bro. My bombshell, Yeah, we've all been. Close your eyes, bro. What do you see? Nothing. That's my world without you, bro. They were so well, drunk. Well, ladies, I want to say, not to change the subject or anything, but we have a new listener. So I've been going doing these car dealership remotes for like two years at the same place. And the receptionist there, actually, I don't know what her actual title is, but I'm always talking to her all the time because, you know, I go there every other week. Her name is Ginger. And she started reading because of our conversations. Oh, awesome. And, and she, so she was asking me for a recommendation. I was like, dude, yep. You just need to listen to our podcast. So I ch- showed her where it was, and then I went back over, and I was doing my thing. And then she, she I walked back over a little while later, and she's like, <laughs> little monkey. <laughs> Remember from last week we were talking? <laughs> yeah. So she's a new member of the tribe. Welcome, Ginger. Hi, Ginger. Mm-hmm. Welcome. And of Woo-hoo. course, welcome to everybody else in our book tribe on Facebook, which is growing every day. And mm-hmm. people are really getting into talking to each other, which is what we wanted. So, yeah. I know. Yeah. Join awesome. our book tribe. Super excited about our first official book club meeting next month. I know, right? At, at Full Circle. Even though we just book clubs like crazy when we first started. I was like, yeah. Yeah, but we also dis romance and we still have Alyssa. So, um, excuse me, you still dis romance. So. <laughs> Not always. Nothing, sometimes. Nothing has changed. I'm just here now. Well, yeah. We're more accepting of the romance. Yeah, sometimes when presented with new information, it's okay to change your mind. Yes. <laughs> and I love you, Alyssa. Thank you. I do. It, just, it means we're growing as people. Thank you, I Alyssa. I still don't like romance novels. <laughs> I but found I am not as mean as I used to be about people who read them. I have you and like one other friend who read romance. She works at the bookstore, and she calls them bodice rippers. <laughs> Some of them are. Uh, I was like, so, yeah, you guys need to be friends. Speaking of romance, I have some drama. 
Uh-oh. If you're willing to hear it. Yes. Bring on the drama from the romance so, world. Longtime listeners will know that last year I chronicled Cockygate, which was when <laughs> a an author trademarked the word cocky and the entire romance universe just imploded in on itself. She was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually the trademark was revoked because it was an accident that they did it in the first place. Okay. So a couple weeks ago, because I haven't been here in a while, mm-hmm. a very famous paranormal romance author, Christine Feehan, who has like 70 books out. She's been writing forever. Um, it looked like she had submitted several trademark applications. Oh, cripes. Really? The U.S. Patent Office. For what? There were eight of them total. There's a line in The Good Place if you watch it. I love and, The Good Place. Um, Kristen Bell says she accuses Michael of being a messy bench who loves drama, and I am a messy bench who loves drama. <laughs> so much. So okay. the notable ones were the word dark. What the fuck? How can you dark? Yeah, so these were for series. Instead of um, book titles, she was copywriting it for series titles, so the notable ones were dark. My personal favorite was Carpathian, as though that is not a region in the world. <laughs> and leopard. <laughs> what? Leopard, hmm. the animal. So she's she's saying that no one else can use those words in a title? In a series title. Dark would so be a bad one. It's they, There's so many dark. Yeah. So uh-huh. people caught on. Um, well, I mean, most notably, like, Stephen King has the Dark Tower series. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Well, she don't want to mess with him. So, He'll kick her um, ass. Her trademarks had just been submitted. They had not been approved yet. And understandably, the internet lost its shit. <laughs> they were like, were you not here last year? Did you? What are you trying to do? And so um, it took several days for her to make a statement, which was better than the lady from last year because she just kept doubling down. <laughs> Hmm. Um, but so she made a statement and said that she did this based on, you know, the recommendation of her attorney, which look bullshit. Also, if it was, that's a bad attorney because you can't do that. It's a very no. bad attorney. Um, so there was so much outcry. There were a lot. There were a lot of divided camps. Some people were like, Christine would never do this. Someone's setting her up. Well, it costs like. $250 an application. So someone's spending a lot of dough to set Christine up And she did something. eight of them. <sighs> yeah. yeah, I don't... Mm. Like $2,000. Mm, That's yeah. a really expensive prank. Yeah, unless you're like a bazillionaire. So ultimately, very, very quietly, she, res- she pulled all of the applications. So what she was trying to do is she was trying to snipe everybody. Uh-huh. Little bitch. Which is what? Felina Hopkins from last year tried to do. She was just more of a bitch about it. Jesus. At least she like stuck to her gun. She was doing something, you know, horrible and everything and ridiculous. But at least she's like, I'm ridiculous. I know it. And I'm going to keep on doing it. I am wrong. <laughs> I'm wrong. And I'm I don't the most care. Wrong. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So that, and that was really startling because Christine Feehan. So Felina Hopkins is an indie author who publishes under her under her own company, but Christine Feehan is signed to somebody. Like, she's a really big-name author. She's traditionally published. She's huge. Mm. I don't understand I haven't read any why of her stuff, people think but... they can trademark common words. You can't do that. They are words. Well, especially so intellectual property, 
is a really big deal. But when it comes to like books and movies, like you just you can't trademark titles. Like no, that's the thing. And you can do you can do it if you've created something. So if she had created something like she like created a the world leopard hunter babies, she could trademark leopard hunter babies because that's a unique phrase and a right. Thing so it has that she has invented. Yeah, yeah but clearly, just the word leopard as part of another title. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it was. This isn't even all the drama we've had. I'll save the other drama for next week. Black Leopard, Red Wolf. Oh, I have heard of that. Yeah. 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 I did not finish reading it myself, but I think Kayla read it and said it was good. Yeah, so, I mean, it, that is not okay, you guys. No. Authors, come on now. Let's not be assholes to each other. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if your work is good, it stands on its own. You don't have to... Mm-hmm. Cuckoo. Yeah. So Romance Land is... It's the end of the year. It's imploding. It's ready to go. <laughs> I think everything's imploding. It's the end of the year. That's well, like, let's the, end it all. In the midst of all this bullshit, let's talk about some books. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> I did not read a romance. I no. thought you were going to say, Shut. I did not read a book and I was going to throw something at you. Maybe. That's what I thought. Maybe those rum balls that I dropped on the floor earlier. Don't be throwing your balls at me, man. (laughs) I got the ball dust off my pants. Did you get the ball dust off? I did. Yeah. Unfortunately, they were a little dusty balls. (laughs) And they fell on the floor. (laughs) So now they're dusty floor balls. Still delicious, though. I think that was the date I had. Hand me one of those over here. (laughs) Hand me the floor balls. I want a bite. It's like a bad nursing home joke. I don't know joke. which one the floor balls are. These are the floor are balls because those are the sh- those are in the they shape of balls. They might have glitter on them, but you know, other these than are that, not they were the right next balls. to the wall. Oh, so I, I can't think see be past right. the. Yep. Okay. Ooh, they're very rummy. You you can see what <laughs> shape it is from I'm the rear. Go. Thank you. No, we're living an alcohol-free life now. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, go <laughs> we're ahead. Done forever. Not forever, just until I take you out next. <laughs> okay, I read a book that was sent to us. It's called Dancing to the Darkest Light by Sahelia Adelapore. And I'm sorry if I pronounced your name wrong. Um, and this is a autobiography kind of about her life. She is a Iranian refugee that was in college when the uh, revolution took place. And so the book actually starts with her mother who encounters a lot of violence when she becomes a doctor. Um, kind of with like, I don't know if they're like tribal members or what, but it starts out pretty freaking dark. And then it kind of jumps ahead from when she has her kids and like they're in the main characters in college. And when the revolution starts, they talk about how like the revolutionaries, I don't know if they were like bombing or like breaking the glass in the college and everything. So basically her whole family had to leave And they, well, they did leave and went to America. And it kind of talks about her journey because she she couldn't go straight to America because they weren't giving passports or they weren't accepting people straight into America from Iran at that time. So, like, she had to, like, do this little jog to even get to America to get to her family after they all had left. But she was in college, so she didn't leave with them. And that part was very interesting And then they got to America. Everything was good. Everything was great. They had huge success. I mean, 
they they're self-made, but they are pretty rich by the time the other main parts of this uh, book take place. But then tragedy strikes their family again in multiple ways. And it's kind of all about um, what happens and how they deal with it. And I mean, it, it was it was well written. It was a good book. I did like the way that it started. It started out. It really caught you right at the beginning. Um, I will say, though, that I was a little disappointed. There wasn't a little more um, history and how it affected the family. Because we're talking Iranian immigrants who lived very near New York City, and they did not talk about the bombing at all. Oh. And I would think that that would have affected them, and maybe it didn't, and that's why she didn't mention it. But I wish it would have gone into more detail about stuff like that that affected their family. But then again, it's supposed to be her story, so maybe that's why she veered away from that. She didn't want it to be too historical fiction-y. But it was still very well written, and I enjoyed it. I would still probably only give it four stars, not five, just because I wanted to know more about how the historical events affected her family immediately, and they didn't talk about any of that. But, yeah, it was still good. I I mean, if you like refugee stories and you like biographies, I would think that this one is really good because, like I said, it it's very well written. I mean, the lady is talented. And again, that's Dancing to the Darkest Light by Sohelia Adilapur. Martha, I don't know what you're doing on that screen, but I cannot stop watching. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> My, um... Well, partially I'm just looking at him like, I like that song and that song and that song. Well, you know, this is my day job yes. in here. And <laughs> as I sit here and I'm looking at the screen, I'm thinking, okay, that's going to be a short hour. I need to add a song there. And I need to add a song here because on Sunday, we don't have anybody come in. It's all voice tracked, which is basically uh you record your shift ahead of time in little segments Mm -hmm. and the computer places it so part of my job is to you know be aware of things like that and as i'm sitting here looking at the screen i'm thinking up somebody's got to fix this because if the guy from the cat comes over here god knows what he's gonna put in there (laughs) there's no acdc in our system i don't know how he's gonna deal with this because this is a pop station Mm-hmm. I know current. It, was, it was all the pop songs yeah. I like. There was some John Mayer and some Hosier. I see the Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, I, I just, also saw Gavin DeGraw, which brought me right back to 2006. Yep, yep. <laughs> and and I forgot that there's there's a screen over there too because uh-huh. you guys are sitting in the like... spot where the where the morning show sits, so they have to be able to see the. I noticed screen that too. too. I was like, what is going? I just thought it was like tripping. I was like, well, that's gonna she, be fun. In all the times they've come to do this, you've never done this before while I'm in the room. No, neither. <laughs> well, you just haven't noticed it. Sorry, I was not trying to be distracted during your. That's okay. I'm used to be you being distracted all the time. Yeah. So it doesn't phase me that you're doing five different things when I'm doing one. Yeah. Sorry, you guys. Catch up. I'm distractible. <laughs> Are we ready for my book? Yes, we are. So today I read A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Moss, which came out a while ago. It's the first in a trilogy, and um, I actually selected this book myself for a work book club because I've been wanting to read this book for a long time, but it's one of those that just keeps getting like pushed back and pushed back. 
That's because your back. main focus is romance, so that's where you live. Well, this has a ton of romance in it. Like, this is right in the wheelhouse. Oh. Um, but I was like, finally, I was like, if I tell other people to read it, I will have to read it. True. Um, so I do want to say I started this book, and I was really pissed off, and I thought I was going to hate the whole thing. I was not happy. That's um, not good. So this book starts out, and the main character is Feyre. And she and her family um, live in kind of a little hut outside of a town um, because they've fallen on really hard times. Their dad used to be a merchant and they were very rich, but he sunk all of his money into um, a, like a particular shipment that was going across the ocean and it lost them all their money. Um, and so they've been barely surviving for the past couple of years. Um, their mother has died of an unnamed sickness. Um, and so Farah has taken it upon herself to feed the family and take care of them. And so she hunts and fishes and cooks and is really like pretty much the reason that they've survived for as long as they had. She has two sisters who are basically useless. Um, and then her dad, he... Um, so when this shipment failed, um, the investors still came and wanted their money. And when he couldn't give it to them, they beat him very badly. And so he's disabled now and can't do anything. Ugh. Like he can basically sit and he can kind of get from like his chair to his bed. But like he's not capable of walking any farther than that. The early parts of this book gave me really strong Hunger Games vibes, which is why I was I so almost, upset. I almost said because something I, because you were talking about the whole hunting and uh -huh. fishing thing. And I'm like, uh-huh. I do not like the Hunger Games books. Um, I did uh -oh. like the movies, but I was not a particular fan of the books. I read all three. Um, so I was... I was the third book pissed me off and kind of wrote him off after that one. I was like, this was stupid. So this book started and I was like, is this going to be the whole thing? <laughs> I'm so pissed off. Also, as someone who reads romance a lot, because you know that something, it's a court of thorns and roses. I was like, something mystical and magical is going to happen and she's going to go off. They were talking about this guy that she kind of has a relationship in this town. And in my heart, I was like, there's going to be a love triangle. And I'm so mad about it. <laughs> Because it's a trope. I don't like love triangles. They're kind of played out, gotta say. Yeah, I don't like them. Um, and I was like, and it was giving me Hunger Games vibes. And I was like, PTSD. Like, yeah, I was like 30% into this book. And I was like, I am so pissed off that I have to finish this book. Because you can't DNF it if it's for a book club and you picked the book. Yeah. No. You have to read it. Valid. However, I am very, very glad that I kept going because the book really, really turns itself around. So one day while she's hunting, Farah shoots a wolf in the eye. Um, and so one of the main threats, she's a human and this is the human realm, but kind of across this wall, kind of like, have you seen her red stardust by Neil Gaiman? Mm -mm. It's kind of the same idea where like, there's this wall that divides the human world from like the magical world. And so um, she thinks there's something off about this wolf. Like, it's very, it's not acting like a wolf and it's a lot bigger. Um, but she thinks she's, she's going to, she's worried it's going to try and kill her and it's huge. And so she kills it anyway. Um, well, it turns out that this wolf was not actually a wolf, but a fairy. 
Um, so like the magical beings from across the wall, they're not like fairies that you're thinking of, like fairy, like small with wings, like, like sugar plum princess. It's like, yeah. It's basically like a magical people. They're people who can do magic. More like the elves of Mirkwood than, mm. than like. Well, not, not necessarily bring more like, uh, I would say they're much more, more like, uh, Mr. Norrell. Um, oh, those what the hell's kind of, the name of that? Jonathan Strange, Jonathan and, Mr. Strange and Mr. Norrell. Yeah, so like they're very beautiful, but they can do magic, but they're not like, they're more like the Fae, like in yeah. a like historical sense than mm-hmm. like they are like fairies we think of now. Yeah. Um, but so there's this treaty in place and neither the Fae nor humans are allowed to kill each other because if they do, then the other is able to take your life. So she's killed this fairy, and they come for her. Woof. So the options for this treaty are she can, they can kill her, or she can come live with them in the fairy world. And so um, the head fae, whose name is Tamlin, he des- he decides, he's like, you, I won't kill you unless you come and live here. He said, you have a place here. You have a place at my home, or you can try and make it on your own in this land, basically. Um, and so, I mean, she ends up staying, and his home is more like, it's a court. So it's called the spring court, and there are, so there's the spring court, there's one for each season, there's the night court and the day court. Um, and so kind of all these different factions are warring, and she starts to get involved in the politics of the Fey world, um, because one particular court is trying to take down all the rest, and it's evil. It's really good; like it's really complex, and I also don't want to give everything away. Um, but it was really good. It was really engrossing. Um, but I am so so glad that I read it past the thirty percent because I was ready to put it down. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica's like, okay. At first, I was thinking I wasn't going to read this, and now I totally am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was really, really good. There are two more in the series, um, and basically everyone in my book club was like, we're going to read the rest. Let's read so the rest. So I'm going to, I need to buy the next one because um, I have some time off work coming, so I'll have time to read. But yeah, so that was A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Moss. I do want to read that now. Also, it sounds like a YA book. It is not a YA book. Fair. It's a grown-up book. This is a grown-up book. <laughs> because book. I also thought that it was a YA book, and then I was like, well, it's this is those... a little spicy for a book about teenagers. It's not. They're all adults. Yes. It's not for I feel children. like that's just how like fantasy books like that feel. They feel kind of YA no matter what well, and age she's group also it is. Read a YA, she's also written a YA series, and so I think that's why I assumed that this was also YA. It is not. <laughs> I've had a couple of those where I was like reading. I'm like, oh, this is a YA book. Reading, reading. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> no, <laughs> this not. is not a YA like, book. Let me turn the volume down sitting at the stoplight. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I've done that pulling into the apartment complex. I'm like, I'm going to turn this down. You can hear this. Okay, I'm driving some... slowly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like listening to a book about Bell Gunness, and I'm like, maybe I shouldn't listen to this yeah. people around. <laughs> people are going to think I like murder. <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> well, people can see my bumper sticker, to be fair. So they know I have 
anger issues. <laughs> Which one? But if you have anger issues and you like murder, that might be a problem. I'm just saying. That's a mm. bad combination. <laughs> okay. Is it my turn? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to review The House in the Cerulean Sea by T.J. Clune. Did you not review that already? No. Okay. I think I just told you I was reading it. Ah, uh, okay. That, yeah, that's right. Okay. Which I just realized it doesn't come out until January. Hey, that's okay. Um, it's almost. It's a. It's a pre. It's almost January. Yeah. yeah. This is something for people to look forward to. The fact that you now work in the bookstore and you have access to stuff that comes out <laughs> later. Later. I have a book for you. Actually, it's called Codename Helene, and it comes out in March. But I have the ARC at my Ooh. house. Man, Jessica's got the hookup. Uh, now she and Kayla are on even ground. <laughs> Watch out. I just get to go take all the books all the time. I'm, like, I'm just going to put this in my bag. <laughs> Full circle's like, why aren't we making as much money? Oh, oh Jessica works here. No, no you the, can't sell them. You can't sell them. Yeah, That's the thing um, about, um, and that, one of the reasons that the library won't put it in circulation uh-huh. is because it's uncorrected. Mm-hmm. Oh. And also, you can't sell them at the book sale because they're, they're early releases. They're, they're mm-hmm. you're, it says right on the cover, not for sale. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so yeah, yeah, we have to. They get put on a shelf, and we, if we don't take them, they end up like donating them. So yeah. like they're free. Well, I was only thinking anyways. Oh, I don't gotcha. think that Jessica's stealing from the bookstore or anything. <laughs> no, trust from me, I her spend, employer. <laughs> I spend more than enough money in the bookstore to make up for the air. <laughs> so it's more like, why are our profits up? Oh, we hired Jessica. Jessica's yeah. working. She yeah. makes, puts all of her paycheck back into the store. <laughs> Do they, okay, I have another could, job. <laughs> you could just buy books on credit. Like I worked at one place and um, you could charge stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they just took it out of your paycheck. And this was like a part-time job. I only worked there on weekends. But um, I was married at the time. And he decided he was going to start getting stuff from that store and putting it against my paycheck. And I quit getting paychecks. Oh. So, oh, no. Yeah. I was basically supporting my ex-husband's nicotine habit. Which oh. explains lunches. why he's her ex-husband. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> They also do this really cool thing at the bookstore where if there's a book you really want to read, but you're not sure if you want to buy it, like, and you work there, you could take it. And as long as you bring it back not harmed, you just put your name on a list and you bring it back. Well, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I've never done that because I'm scared I'm going to ruin a book on accident. Yeah. And you'll have to buy it anyway. (laughs) I couldn't do that. When did you buy it? Basically. (laughs) That would be the one that I spill my Starbucks drink on. Right. Excuse me, your garden cafe. Yeah. Because huh? that's the name of the cafe oh. at I'm just full, saying that full because circle. I spilt that Starbucks drink all over my dress last week. Oh, my God. Bummer. I, I, I was smelling chestnut latte all week long. <laughs> oh, we have a chestnut chai right now. It's pretty good. Chestnut chai? Mm-hmm. 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 I might have to make a little full circle <laughs> stop. They're not open this morning, to be fair, so we couldn't get yeah. our coffee there. We open at noon. <laughs> but, um... What was I doing? I was reviewing a reviewing book. book. Yes, <laughs> okay. the Cerulean. Oh, The House in the Cerulean Sea by T.J. Clune. So this book was a really awesome palate cleanse for me, and I think I might even give it five stars because I really liked it. I thought it was so funny. Oh, funny? Because it was, um, what did the, the cover said? It's 1984 with 
the Umbrella Academy with a dash of Douglas Adams thrown in. And I thought that was a pretty accurate. Oh my God, like, Jessica. I like Douglas Adams. Nope. I like everything you just said. Yeah, it was really good. So the main character's name is Linus Baker. And he is a caseworker for the department in charge of magical youth, which uh, means he goes to these magical orphanages, which is a misnomer because no one adopts magical kids. Like, they just stay oh, there kind of thing. Oh, okay. And make sure that they're up to code. And it's like this pencil-pushing job where you've got, like, desks crammed on top of each other, and he's, like, going to make sure these kids are okay and there's extremely upper management which i think is the 1984 vibe mm-hmm. like extreme upper management is watching you and if there's all these signs they're like see something say something about the magical people oh so sort of like dolores umbridge yes very that's she his boss gives you that vibe really oh. hard. but he's like this 40 year old overweight man with his cat and his record player just going <laughs> through his day at daikomi and he gets called in by extreme upper management to go on this level four classified case to this orphanage. He doesn't know why it's classified. He thinks it's just going to be another case, but there's something different. He doesn't get any information on it until he gets off the train at the like village where the island, where you go on the ferry to go to the island. And he gets these cases or these files and all the children. And the reason that it's a top secret mission is because one of the children is the Antichrist. Oh, yay! <laughs> and 40-year-old obese Linus passes out. <laughs> <laughs> and all the children in this orphanage are very strange. Like, the Antichrist is probably the worst one, but there's, like, an alien blob monster. When I'm reading about it, he I think of him... Like, Monsters vs. Alien, the blue guy. Yeah! That's who I picture when I think of this Chauncey. He wants to be a bellhop. That's so cool. And uh, <laughs> there's a female gnome. She's 675, but gnomes don't reach, like, maturity until they're 800, so she's still a kid. Oh. <laughs> and uh, there's a little dragon boy. I think it's called a wyvern. wyvern. I've never said it out loud. Wyvern, yeah. And there's a, a couple more characters, but it's all... So funny because this like very bland man is thrown into this mix with all these these insane magical powers, and he has to stay there for a month Woof. to work on this thing. <laughs> and he's, you know, the Antichrist telling him he's gonna rip his insides out, and he's like, "Oh, I forgot. That's not polite. I'm sorry." <laughs> and like, oh, it's so oh, funny. I'd love to disembowel you. My bad. <laughs> Because he's six. He's a six-year-old. Oh, my <laughs> like, gosh. And so he doesn't really know why he's been sent to this orphanage for this long period of time, other than the kids are really strange. And extremely per management keeps sending him letters and like, keep doing this. Give us more information on Arthur Parnassus, who's the head of the orphanage. He's the guy who runs it. And... I don't know, you get the vibe that there's something weird about Arthur, but you can't really tell because he and Linus kind of like each other, and it's interesting. Mm-hmm. There's a little romance in there, but it's cute and mm-hmm. subtle, not so. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's at an orphanage, so. Yeah. <laughs> so there's I'm a little it's pedo not gonna vibe be in your going face. on here? What? Yeah, it was, um, and there's a sprite spirit who, it's her island, and she cares for the kids, and, um, there's just this conflict between the magical children and the outside world. No one wants them. No one wants them around, and they basically have to live 
in isolation for the rest of their lives and the villagers hate them. They never leave the island because that the villagers hate them. That makes me sad. I would adopt a magical child. Right? <laughs> I want the blob. Which wants to be a bellhop. I yeah. love him. I want he's him con- to reach his dreams. He's constantly <laughs> folding Linus's clothes. <laughs> but he gets like salty stuff, like salty slime all over him. Can he make like elephants out of towels? I don't know. I didn't go that detailed into it. Or didn't go that detailed into it. But it was so funny and it was really great because Linus hits this point where he either has to destroy the home because there's something that's not uh, how like per Dicomi rules. It's not how they would normally run an orphanage. So he has to decide if he's going to like tear apart this great home for these kids where it's the only place they're ever going to fit in or try to take down the ah. like the man mm. big brother the big bad. well jessica i hope you are willing to lend that because <laughs> i have got to read it <laughs> but i have a recommendation for you by tj clune <laughs> you do <laughs> so my friend heather loves tj clune mm-hmm. so much and her favorite is the lightning struck heart okay and uh, her favorite part is the side character, Gary, who is a hornless gay unicorn. <laughs> what is this? What's it called? The Lightning Struck Heart. Okay, I'm going to look it up. But I just loved this book. It was so funny. And it's written kind of in a Douglas Adamy kind of way where it kind of... You get Linus's inner thoughts, and it's just this funny, weird dialogue. You know what I'm saying? I do, yes, yes. And, and that's the kind of book that totally draws me in. I love that. So it might be a fantasy that I would actually like. Because yes. I liked the Douglas Adams. Yeah. I read all of the Hitchhiker's And I just never understand why you don't like Terry Pratchett, because it's the same vibe. I was going to say But she that hates Terry Pratchett. The Antichrist I just don't get it. immediately brought me to Good Omens. And I was like, yeah. Yes. Well, but I liked Good Omens. But Bonnie liked Good Omens. I think but maybe she just hasn't found the Pratchett right Terry Pratchett. Is Terry Pratchett too much? I don't know. It's just, it's too. I think I gave her the wrong one to start with. It's too, Well, I've tried mm. to read a couple of them. Mm. And it's like too, like, airy or too on the surface. I don't know. Which, so is Douglas Adams, but. For some reason, that one I liked, but... I, well, one of I'm them takes weird. place in space, so maybe that's the difference. I do like space. Space is the difference, yeah. You mm-hmm. know... Terry Pratchett didn't write anything that took place in space. <laughs> Not technically. I hate space. I like, like space. I hate space. I've I already watched all, all the documentaries on space on Disney+. Plus. Space. That was the first thing that I watched. The Final Frontier. I haven't watched oh. the Apollo one. I'm, I'm going to watch that one next. I like the new Star Trek movies, but that's only because everyone in them is very hot. <laughs> I like the Star wrong. Trek movies. Ooh, Picard's coming out. <gasps> what? I love Data so much. The Picard movie is coming out. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Is that the next one that's coming out? Is I... is it Picard? Yeah, it's got... <gasps> I'm so excited right now. <laughs> where where did you nerds come from anyway? <laughs> you said space. My father. <laughs> no, I do. I, I, like I, I love I like space. But uh, I didn't know you guys liked it that much. Janu- I don't. <laughs> January 23rd, book girl date night. We're going to see Picard. Yes, I want to see it. <laughs> well, that's two I'm days b- or one day before our... Oh, yeah. Because we're January 24th is our, <laughs> is our book club night. But uh, okay. anyway, give give your title and artist again before we uh, run away. <laughs> the House in the Cerulean Sea by TJ Klune. And it was awesome and funny. It comes sounds out like January a good 7th. palate cleanser. It was, for sure. It was a good one to read during school, too, because it was really light and I was depressed. 
<laughs> well, aren't you glad it's over? <laughs> so glad it's over. For a couple weeks, anyways. All right. I'm going to make Alyssa squeal. Oh, no. Why? Wait, in a you good way You read a romance? A in a good way. Wow. Uh-oh. I read, drumroll please, Stay Sexy and Don't Get Murdered. <gasps> the Definitive Guide, yes! The Definitive How-To Guide by Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstock. Now, I've never heard the podcast. I can't believe you read it without hearing the podcast. I've never heard that. Well, with a title like that, how the fuck could I not read it? SSDGM. Yes. <laughs> And, she and, loves them too. And oh, honestly, <laughs> I was totally drawn in by the title and didn't even really realize that it was a podcast. That it was about the podcast until it, I started listening to it. And of course, I listened to the audio. So it's kind of like listening to an episode of the podcast. They're pretty funny. Well, they are just hilariously funny. Yeah. They're hilariously funny. But the reason that I liked the book. Mm-hmm. Was because it felt so empowering listening to it. Mm-hmm. Just hearing about their story and how they got into the business, which of course relates to us in some ways. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we followed a different path than they did for sure. And they're fucking rich and we're not, but. That's fine. We have oh fun. Oh my gosh. It was just we so. We can't all be pretty much the biggest podcast. Right. That's Maybe true. someday. That's true. But Maybe they someday. did start in 2016 and so did we. They so did. it kind of makes me feel like a failure and a loser. But it makes me feel like hopeful at the same time. <laughs> makes me feel like a loser, but a hopeful loser. <laughs> a hopeful loser. <laughs> By the way, if, if you haven't heard My Favorite Murder, that's the podcast that we're talking about. To be fair, they don't really do the same thing we do. They talk about true crime and it's a true it's a true crime comedy podcast. Right. So one of the people, which one is the comedian? Karen. So Karen is a comedian and she is fucking hilariously funny. She used to be Ellen's head writer. Really? Ah, well, yeah. That explains it. Yeah. They have like mm-hmm. serious like yeah, she's very connections. Yeah, she's yeah. very, very funny. And so it, listening to it was just an absolute joy. It picked me up in ways that I just didn't expect when I picked it up. I mean, of course, it had a so funny happy. title, but <laughs> see, I knew I was going to make Alyssa squeal. Um, it There's a reason these two are so popular. Mm-hmm. The book is filled with fantastic advice for women. Mm-hmm. That's why I liked it. That's why I would recommend the book, even if you don't listen to the podcast. It had raw, personal stuff, but it was funny and relatable at the same time. I mean, we could be friends with these ladies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are like us. They are us only from like an alternate. From California. Yeah. Like from California <laughs> in the alternate planet, universe. Right? Yes. Basically, I mean, we can Skype. It's all good. <laughs> we don't have to live in the same state. So it's weird for me to review this book since I'm not necessarily a fan of the podcast and I probably won't become a fan of the podcast mainly because the whole murder thing I mean I I'm a book reader that's what I do I'm reading books all the time I don't really have time to listen to podcasts and to be fair you don't read a lot of true no crime. I really don't read a lot She's of true crime like I do read no. true crime but it's not my main focus um, I'm I'm incapable of focusing on one thing as you all know. When I start <laughs> reading true crime, I like fall into a true crime black hole and that's all I read for like two months. Yep. Then Same. I'm afraid yep. to leave my house. 
Yeah, after I read the Robert Berdella thing, I'm like, okay, I'm done for a while. This is fucking awful. <laughs> so, um, Faith in humanity is but just really, shattered. I would <laughs> that was a bad one. Oh, Jesus. Because I read awful. that and I was like, that was this will awful. be fine. And I was like, oh, this is. I'm not even going to go into that because that's a whole other thing. But I would recommend this book to any woman that I know because I think it's important. And I, I actually, um, I think it was years ago, I read this book called The Gift of Fear. Or something along those lines. It's been so long ago, I don't even remember, to be honest. But I remember thinking, I have that. Because I've always, in my mind, I go through all of these scenarios of all the horrible things that could happen to me if I make a certain choice. And I've done that since I was a little kid. That's just called thinking it through. (laughs) Well, I I mean, to the extreme, though. I used to think it was my superpower because I never got into really sketchy situations because I would, you know, go through all of that in my mind and it sort of steer myself away from sketchy shit. Not all people have that gift. So I loved reading this book because it gives practical advice for what to do in certain situations and the things that they went through and things that you can avoid. And I think that any young woman should read this book because it's almost like it's like self-help, only fucking hilarious self-help. I think my favorite chapter was the one where Karen describes the afternoon of being a latchkey kid. Yes. (laughs) Oh my God. That was every day from seventh grade until I graduated high school. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, really these, these ladies are, they're a delight and I would just pee my pants if we could hang out with them for a day. I mean, it's it's just one of those, I mean, I'm a fan of theirs, even though I have never heard the podcast, and I probably won't. Not my thing. Podcasts, oddly enough, <laughs> are not, <laughs> even though we make a podcast, we do a podcast. I'm too busy. I got too many, too many irons in my fire already. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to recommend a really fantastic read about two really fantastic women. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean... People do listen to more than one podcast. Well, I know they cheat on us. I get it. No, well, no, I'm just saying they can listen <laughs> well, to like that podcast and this podcast. Listen to more. I just easy. Yeah. Lots Holy of podcasts. Crap. Yeah, podcasts. I listened to them and last podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I know that. I know people do multiple podcasts. Not everyone reads like I read. So, and I get that. It it was fantastic. It was called "Stay Sexy and Don't Get Murdered: The Definitive How to Guide." and I was so impressed and I'm still impressed and if I got the chance to go see them in person I probably would I have seen them live twice but I would probably get beat to death trying to get in (laughs) because of their huge fan base they have a huge fan base (sighs) Alyssa being a member of said and Jessica Jessica. I like them I saw last pod live when they were here (gasps) they came here yeah like Year or two ago, Garrett got me tickets. It was so much fun. It was hilarious. It would be fun to see live. They did uh, the big dick, little dick, cult leaders versus serial killers. <laughs> I was crying. I died inside. <laughs> I listened to some left um, last podcast on the left. They are pretty freaking hilarious. <laughs> I think I listened to like the first episode, but like I said, I just. You have I'm, to. You I have like to them, realize but too I have that to get one that's like they're not doing a lot of accent work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, can 
you just talk? <laughs> that's a bit like, like a person. That's a bit like listening to Robin Williams. I mean, he would just—he was so all over the it's place. It's very sometimes. much like that. You're like, yeah. I need just a little less. I think that's why I like them is because they're all over the place. Because that's so like funny. how I think. I don't think in a straight line. I. I zigzag. That explains why we're friends. In Bonnie. my brain, yeah. I mean, you've heard me talk before. I'll talk about one thing, then go to something else, then go to something else, then go to the first thing that I was talking about. Not everybody can drive and peel an orange at the same time. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't know? do that because no I can't. No one should drive and peel an orange at the same time. I can Martha. do that. Just I can be- do that. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. It's like they're putting makeup you. on in their car. I'm like, what are you doing? I do you that need too. Your eyes. I do yeah. that, but I only do it at stoplights, which doesn't count because you're stopped. Right. I saw this lady it on the highway, count. just like mascara, Ooh, girl, no. doing this, and I'm like, bitch, you need your eyes. What are you doing? Hey, <laughs> I can do that. I'm super talented. No, that's terrifying. Stop it. <laughs> Come on, Alyssa. It's only long road trips. Like when we went to Arkansas, I swear to God, she didn't touch the steering wheel for 10 miles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that would be me. She's like, you know, peeling an orange and playing with doing other stuff and, you know, handing me stuff and opening bags. And, and I'm like, like are you going to like drive the <laughs> We hadn't known each other for very long before that trip, to and be I'm honest. Like, to be honest, she, it's amazing that we're still friends. I have doing? to say that. <laughs> Maybe that was our two-year mark. <laughs> I was like, I need to be accepting or move on. <laughs> so I guess we need to go eat something greasy so that Alyssa can get over her yeah. hangover. So that I can go home and take a nap. Yeah, because I, I'm amazed that you guys actually. We had to get up early so that we could get Jessica in before she goes to work at Full Circle. Woohoo! We have occur- stay yeah. sexy, don't get murdered at work. <laughs> it occurred to me at like ten o'clock last night that I was like, "Oh, it's an early one tomorrow," and I'm not a morning person. Like the the eleven o'clock ones sometimes. And we had to start at I mean, ten I'm today, like, which uh, means I had to pick Alyssa up at a quarter after nine. Yeah, I'm just not a morning person, and so at like ten o'clock last night, I was like. Maybe you should stop drinking, but I'd had enough <laughs> drinks. But I was like, no. And it doesn't help that I'm and, like, you're ready Bonnie, to go to the bar? Bonnie again? came back from the bar with like two more wines for me. That's so. like the point where you just got to get drunk enough that it carries over into the morning. Like you're still drunk, not hung over I yet. I was almost there because I woke up at four and I was like, oh, you're still drunk. Did I mention <laughs> that I that I have some mimosas in the fridge? Are you ready? Let's go. Come no. on. Here the dog. And on that note, that's going to do it for Three, three book, book Girls. She said no. 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 Get enough of Three Book Girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.